The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It's called Cheap Heat, and my name is 24-7 Forever, a.k.a. Peter Rosenberg, joining you from New York City, where I have been hard at work on this year's Thanksgiving bars, um, which drop tomorrow on Ebro in the morning on Hot 97, and uh, everyone's waiting with bated breath because you can't celebrate the holiday, let's be honest, until you have the Thanksgiving bars. And with that, another person who you truly can't celebrate a holiday without, and that would be Stack Guy Greg, SUG. That's right, because you know I'm coming for my plates, my pies and cakes. Come on, man. You know he's not playing around? All of it. How's everything, P? Pretty good. Pretty good. Lot to get to. Um, Dipperstein's appearance on this show is going to have to be a uh, wait and see situation um, because he's uh, our schedule got thrown off this week and Wednesday he has staff meetings and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Um, so that being said, we'll see if we get Dipperstein, but there's so much to do this week. There's so much to talk about and off top. I have to give out a bit of exciting information. All right. You ready? I think I'm ready. The greatest shirt. (laughs) Yeah. In the history of cheap heat has been designed. 
I want to give a shout out to the great Jonathan Bartlett, who came up with a design that I SUG. I, do you? It's very safe to say it's the best ever, right? Yeah, e- I mean easily, especially like the vision was executed <sighs> so. It's like it's like it was executed beyond the vision because I had an idea in my mind and then I saw the design and I was like, oh, this is more phenomenal than it's, what I even pictured. And it's the details. There's yeah. a lot of details that make this the one special. I w- all of you will be happy to know that the original photo that SGG was based on, <laughs> SGG saw it. And was like, I, I, why am I so skinny and my head so big? And we're like, well, because that's what you used to look like. <laughs> <laughs> I said, he no, was, I need, I need to be physically large. I need to be physically like, large. He wasn't physically large enough in the photo we chose. I thought we always wouldn't. Of course, you want the thinnest photo possible. Actually, it was just a. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking for one. It was one that came up. But anyways, SGG, we replaced it with a more physically large photo. And I can't catfish our listeners, man. I can't. I can't have no. no that's, the, you know what? I respect your honesty. I respect can't your honesty. do it. I can't do it to the people. Now, so here's the deal. I am talking to the company right now. It's the same place that did my real late album shirts, who did an awesome job. Like they, their level of quality, material and print wise, I'd say is like a cut above, perhaps if you will. And I think it's worthwhile for me to do it with them because the business, they they just do a great job. So here's what I'm trying to explain. Here's my very long winded thing. I'm, I'm trying to express to you. Okay. Here's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is this. Here's the following. Here's what I'm about to tell you. Okay. I'm saying it right now. Here's the thing that I'm saying. We're releasing the shirt as a pre order. Okay, in the next couple of days, you must, must be following at Rosenberg Radio, at Stat Guy Greg, at the Dipperstein on Instagram. You must be following. And the info will go up in the next couple of days on social. Basically. I'm going to leave the the window open for about a week. I'll I'll, let, I'll definitely let us get through the holiday weekend. And that's it. You guys know how we do. Yeah, when it's exactly. done, it's, it's done. done. You never see it again unless you see it at a show or you see it on somebody's body. That's it. And either you have it or you don't. But you you like you said, you know how we do. Once it's gone, it's gone. And this is going to be the one. Well, you, let, let me be honest. It's going to be the two because there's a second design, right? There's a, there's a primary design that I believe will be the hottest seller in the history of cheap heat shirts. I feel strongly about it. Yeah. But the secondary design. The secondary is, design is the one for the people. Let's be honest. It is the one for the people. It, that's It's for the people, man. And there's a lot of people who are going to relate to and identify with the secondary design and dig it. It's, the secondary design is more about what it means. Right. It You can't compare it look-wise to the primary design because the look of the primary shirt is just on a different level. Yeah. 
the, the primary like, shirt is for the look, and the secondary design is for the feel and how it makes you feel. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna need both. Yo, you might need to get both. You might need to get both. That's a fact. This is gonna be one where people end up getting both. It's uh, as you can tell, we're super excited about it. And one thing about Cheap Heat, we are not the biggest podcast in the world. But one thing that I absolutely love about what we've done is we've always kept the merch special. And I really, <laughs> I'm really patting myself. I'm going to go straight Barry, Barry Horowitz, Horowitz because I really like a lot of people just don't commit. They just have shirts available forever and they lose their meaning. They're, they're nothing. Um, this is like now what our seventh or eighth design. Like we've done a lot of shirts at this point. Yeah. But, but they're limited. And, and the last time we've done a shirt was a while. It's been a while. the last one the, the 24-7? I think yeah. so. The, yo, do you realize how obscure now in retrospect the hot dog chicken showdown shirt is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I might do a giveaway because I ran into a stash of shirts, including some hot dog chicken showdown shirts um, and some 24-7s. Maybe we'll do a little giveaway on the pod next week before the holiday okay. to get people geared up. But just know, follow us on socials. You're going to be super duper excited. Now, are we going to drop when this episode drops? Are we going to drop a teaser of the shirts? Are we going to let people get a, get a look at them before the um, goes up? So my hope is yes. Yes. Cause originally I thought, let's see how many we can sell without people even seeing it. Like how much trust is there? Like you're just buying <laughs> right. it. And then, but in reality, my hope would be that I hear back from these people and in the next day or two, we get the approvals we need and the page can go up. That's that's my hope. So you'll be able to see it, feel it, touch it, not physically, oh, yeah. but you get the idea. Um, so we're very, very uh, excited about that. Um, now, let's get into news outside the ring. I'm be honest, P. That was some of the biggest news we had. With the shirt? The shirt. That was some of the biggest news we had <laughs> outside the ring. Um, Stat guy Greg positive. delivering the stats, delivering the all the stuff. <laughs> the I most positive anything? for sure. But no, let's be serious for a second. Um, I'm sort of glad Dip is not here because then we can actually talk about this bit of news that I saw, which was that MJF was announced as joining the cast of uh, the upcoming movie, the Iron Claw. Oh, um, I got something for that. It's a movie about the Von Erics starring Zac Efron. Um, I don't believe it started filming yet, but mm. MJF has joined the cast. Uh, there's no word on who he'll play or in what capacity. But, you know, in some previous interviews throughout the year, he has talked about obviously having an agent. May or may not be Dipperstein. We don't mm -hmm. know. He hasn't confirmed or denied. Stop yourself. And he has mentioned that he was getting some work and we were going to see him on the, the silver screen. So this appears to be the first foray into, into movies for young Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I already knew. Knew this was happening. I'd sent out a hearty congratulations. Very, very happy for Max. I actually know the part he's playing too. It's very cool. I'm I have very mixed feelings about the Von Eric story because if anyone knows me well, you know that like I love I not love because the story is tragic. I'm enthralled by their story. 
and I always wanted to be a part of one day being able to make like a, a series about yeah. the Von Erics. So it's a little bittersweet for me. I'm really happy it's getting done, but I'm also really jealous because I wanted to help be the one to bring that story to sort of a mainstream place. Because let's be um, real, it is fascinating. Like you, like you said, like it's on the I mean, highs and the lows, the highs and the lows, the tragedy, the triumph, the. The, there's so much the sex drugs rock and roll aspect you know what i mean it's got yeah. like there's a lot of layers that just make it the the setting of the smoky auditoriums and 80s texas like there's just a lot going on there there's so yeah. much you know so um i'm really excited though it certainly makes me even more excited about that max is in it so congratulations to mjf this could be a a, a huge week for young MJF. This cut full gears this weekend, right? Oh, that's right. It's Saturday night. So um, we could see him emerge as prediction. The, the, Do you think this is it? Is it crowning time? It's in Newark, New Jersey. I think it is crowning time. I think it is. I think they waited too long to to actually do this. What do you Quite mean? Honestly. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. I feel like, you know, when CM Punk originally got injured and then John Moxley became the interim champion, that mm-hmm. might have been time to to not hot shot MJF into that. But like if he was gonna be interim anyway, let's see how he does at the top of the card with the title. So that would have been the perfect time to do it. Um and then he comes back and he has the chip. I feel like they they wasted a little bit of time, but you know, full gear is one of their major shows. Can't be. They can't wait any longer than this. They cannot. He has to get past Moxley, and they have. Yeah, to- for him to be the devil, for him to be this guy, he's got to get on top. He has to be on top. Yeah, he can't be chasing forever. No, especially with as much heat as they have on him, and and the way they've used him throughout the years, they know it was like a guaranteed needle mover. Like people are going to watch the promos, people are going to tune into the matches. Um, whether it's the most talked about match or not, doesn't matter because people are going to watch, people are going to buy what he does, people are going to pay attention. So you would want that to then be your champion. Like when the promo, when he goes on the promo run, eventually for this movie, you would want him to be carrying the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And then, you know, when he's on interviews, they don't just say pro wrestler, mm-hmm. MJF with no company or no affiliation. They say AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Just like mm. if it were Roman, they would say WWE Undisputed Universal Champion or WWE Superstar if he's not a champion, Roman Reigns. You would want MJF to have that and be able to carry the company MJF, to new you? heights because he's what? taking himself. <laughs> he's MJF? taking himself to new heights. <laughs> oh, of, of course. Who else would it be? Uh, we just wanted to hear your voice one more time before your World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, you're a very smart man. You're referring to uh, November 19th, this Saturday, Full Gear, me versus John Moxley, the most historic match in the history of the business. Right now, I am currently in a uh, limo, and I am being driven to and uh, currently, yeah, we got a we got a big show tonight. It is the Oh, I did not know that was in tonight. Wait, and where? Yes. You must be, yes. Dis- you must be disgusted to be in let's just be honest listen 
All right, we're all being honest. It's not like I'm on a show or anything, so I can just tell you it's just the two of us. That's right. I hate <laughs> loathe it. It's disgusting. Phil. I hate leaving luxurious Long Island. I know you do. You kidding me? I know. It's the most magical place in the world. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, also, uh, stat guy Greg just reported uh, the news. Congratulations, you're officially a movie star. Yeah, yeah, I'm a very big deal. Um, I am for- Oh yeah. Ring that horn. Big mage moment for me. Uh, first movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Can we get that horn one more time? Yeah, yeah sure. There you go. That's solid hornage. That's almost as, as many horns as John Cena's theme music. So, you know, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> best theme, best song of all time, by the way. Hey pal, when you hear those horns, you're finished. You're such, you're such a nerd. You are such a real life. You love, I don't know if you know this, you love pro wrestling. Peter Rosenberg, first of all, nerds are the people I used to shove in lockers. I'll tell you who I am. I'm a student of the game. That's right. There's a difference. That's right. That's right. Okay? And that's precisely why, yeah, you better. That's I apologize. precisely why this Saturday at Full Gear, I am going to beat John Moxley and I'm going to become not just the best wrestler in the world, but the AEW world champion. My name is Maxwell Jacob Freeman. I'm better than you and you know it. Goodbye. That's it? Oh, that's all we get. <laughs> that's all we get. <laughs> that's it? But you know what? We got the spoiler. That's what, And that's what we wanted. He is going to be, he's going to beat John Moxley. He's going to become the AEW world heavyweight champion. Wow. I didn't expect the hang up there. I didn't expect the bang. The beep, beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) Dip was on the other line. He had to go. That's it. That's it. And the truth is, let's remember, he is better than us and you know it. (laughs) All right. Certainly the better wrestler. Shout out to Max. What else you got, SGJ? And then on to some sad news. You know, everybody who's been following the Ring of Wrestling feed knows that you know, for the past year or so, we've been bringing you three three shows. It was the Masked Man show, uh, Cheap Heat, and Mac Mania. And yesterday, Mac Mania unfortunately aired their final episode, um, appropriately titled Mac Mania Says Goodbye. And the fellas just, you know, they went out their way. They gave themselves a proper, a proper send-off. And I just want to send a shout-out to my guys, uh, Jack, Evan, Flobo. Brian H. Waters, their producer. Um, Mac Mania was a fun show, man. It was, man. Um, I, I, I was. I actually sent you a note saying I was going to get to this in the Black Power rankings. Um, but since we're here, um, we'll put them in there anyway. But yeah, shout out to those guys, man. Always enjoyed the time getting to hang with them. This business is a tough one. Um, there's no doubt about it. I've been on both sides of it. Um, you know, for everyone, everyone knows how long SGG and I, and before that shoemaker and I, and then Dipperstein, how long we have done cheap heat to eventually get to the ringer and be able to put a few dollars in our pocket to do the podcast. So I fully understand the challenge and have absolutely been on every side of it. And, uh, I hope those guys keep their head up and, figure out i know i know mac uh evan said that on mac mania that he's going to take a little uh, hiatus from wrestling 
for a little bit. Of course, before he came to doing Mac Mania, he was doing the bump with WWE. Yep. So he's been doing wrestling stuff for a long time. And I'm guessing that, you know, that's tough um, to this kind of situation can certainly make you bummed out for a bit. So wanting to separate and do your own thing that's not related to wrestling certainly makes sense. But I hope he comes back to it because um, I think he does a great job uh, and they're great dudes. So we got to hang. What was it? At Mania that we hung a bunch? Yeah. Mania. And then we saw Evan and Flobo at, um, in Nashville. Right. Yeah. You saw Some them. Stuff. I wasn't there that night. The night y'all went out. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't there that night, but um, they were around. Or was it was it Nashville the night I had the good hang with? What the hell pay per view was it? Where I was? Were you there that night when I when it was me Graves? You were there for a little while too, right? I think me, you were at Graves. the bar. That was Dallas, right? Was it at the bar? Yeah, upstairs at the bar. Yeah, I think so. But where was Natalie then? <laughs> I don't know. I'm confusing. Either way, had a great time hanging out with those guys. They were nothing but kind and. Um, really huge wrestling fan. So sending the best out to the Mac Mania team. Hold your head. So SGG, let's get into it then. Usos in the new day on SmackDown. Is that what you is that why you're throwing your one? That's up? why I'm throwing my ones. Because it's an man. you know this is an audio vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you threw your one up, but yeah, you know. ones, <laughs> you gotta throw the ones up, man. So so what did you Usos. think? I know I we have something in the mailbag from someone who feels that the the new day were ripped off. What was your take on the big match? The opportunity for the New Day to prevent the Usos from breaking their record as longest reigning tag team champs. Listen, records are meant to be broken, right? That's that's first first and foremost. And then the business where a team is hot, you can't, you sort of can't derail the Usos just for the sake of nostalgia for the New Day. You know what I mean? Like anybody that's on this hot of a run. They get to keep going. I'm sorry. It, w- it was like that when CM Punk passed Diesel as the longest reigning modern champion. It was like that when Brock mm-hmm. eventually passed CM Punk as one of the longest reigning world champions. It's like that right now as Roman Reigns is passing up everybody. And 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 there's one thing that you need to know. If you're a legendary wrestler who SGG, quote, loves, right? just know... That when the new one comes along and surpasses those records, he's leaving you and going with them. Okay? Because it feels to me like Bret Hart and the New Day were right there in the the very top of the SGG all-time power rankings. And it feels like the bloodline is taking over. And you didn't know. We knew that bloodline had all the titles. We didn't know they stole every heart. But they've stolen SGG's heart. <laughs> they have. They have. Listen, every title means every title. Number one in our hearts as well. But um, but seriously, though, the New Day is still a great team. And I don't know if people realize this on Friday. No matter who won the match, a New Day record was being broken. Either the Usos was going to break their record as the longest reigning tag team champions, or they were going to break their own record as having the most um, tag title reigns. And I think that it was appropriate that if anybody broke their record for the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history, it was their rivals. And now that when you look at the record books, those are the two names that you see at the top together the same way that they carried each other to the top together through the course of this reign and, and other reigns in the past. And you see the most reigns will, ha- will be the New Day right there. 
mm-hmm. and the longest reign will be the Usos. And then, you know, you have to say, listen, no matter how you feel about the Steiner brothers and other great tag teams of the past, that the two that we got to watch from beginning to end in this era are two of the greats because it's right there in the record books. They, they, and they are actually, I mean, like in totally different ways. Yeah. The Usos and the New Day are both just iconic tag teams all time. And they said um, it in that promo last Monday. Um, not the one, not this past Monday, but the Monday right before the match. When they put it all out there, like they told you exactly why they are two of the greats. Can I, can I say something right now, too? I know everyone thinks I'm a bad guy. <laughs> they probably even think I'm a bad guy because they love each other so much that they probably never want to be on the other side of each other. But SGG, could there be better, a better setup for a vicious breakup of the New Day than when Big E comes back and they celebrate him back and he just flips on them both? You forgot about me. You didn't mm-hmm. care about me. I mean, it's it's sitting right there for They you. tried to move on without him. They you tried try- to. Oh, yeah. Is it the New Day? Because it wasn't the New Day. We were the New Day. Mm-hmm. You guys are Kofi and Xavier, and because and the reason I'm saying this is that for the New Day's all time greatness, they're young men. So in theory, they still want to play this game for a while longer. Particularly Xavier and Big E. Kofi's a little bit older, but they're young guys. I think I'm correct about what I just said. Um, I think you are too. If they want to do this for a while, you need to advance the story. They've now been a tag team for so long, SGG. They're no longer the reigning tag team. They're sort of a, at this point, if we're being honest, the New Day is a kind a high mid-card act at this yeah. point, right? That's where they kind of live. You can bump them up there for a second, and then they go back down to it and have a fun match with the Brawling Brutes or this one or that one, whatever. But they're not in the A story. Big E turning on them makes them the A story. And it gives them or all right there, to do. Or, or 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 the secondary story to, to whatever Roman's doing, right? It would be right there. It would be awesome, and it sets you up down the road for it meaning more when you get back together, and then yeah. go on one, another run. Because that's the money that they're leaving on the table, right? They've done it all, in and out the ring. They've achieved their dreams. They they reached new heights, but they're leaving that reunion money on the table. And yeah, there's gonna be some. If Biggie comes back and they put him in the new day, but it's not going to be the same as if if there's a breakup and then a reunion. It's just different. It hits different. Yeah, it hits different. Um, all right. So that was uh the was that the biggest note from now that there was some other pretty big information that came out of uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Um, yeah, there was uh, the brawling brutes. You know, after the Usos broke that new day record, Roman congratulate them and and i don't know what he was gonna say i dare i i feel like roman was on the verge of saying to the usos i acknowledge you but we will never know because the brawling brutes interrupted that celebration mm. seamus returned and then drew mcintyre joined seamus mm. and the four of them um attacked the four members of the bloodline uh sammy Zayn wasn't wasn't there on friday and I think that's going to be, that's as clear a sign as any that that's the War Games match, right? We don't know who the fifth is going to be for the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, 
and uh, Drew McIntyre, but the bloodline is five already, so we know Sami Zayn's taking that fifth spot. Mm-hmm. Where was Sami? I didn't. Ca- I must have missed it. I didn't hear when they said where he was or what or why he wasn't um, in attendance. But Sammy was not there. I don't. I don't, I don't actually think I have an assumption. I don't think I have an answer. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this as a Survivor Series War Games match? Um, listen, Sheamus right now is good for a banger. I like Butch a lot. That's he's, for sure. He's really scrappy. He's been in War Games. Um, so he he it's weirdly I feel like he's the veteran. <laughs> of war games because he's been in it um and all four all everybody in those teams are good for a banger right now that's very true at a crown jewel we saw that rich holland um can hold his own with the usos and as a member of the tag team with butch um so i'm confident that that this is a good combination it it really depends on who that fifth person is going to be um I'm assuming it's going to be Kevin Owens. I don't really know. But but I like it, though. I like that the bloodline is in because we weren't sure if it was going to be Judgment Day and how they were going to fill that out. But I like that for the men's War Games match, they they kept it traditional, right? You know, War Games was developed for the Four Horsemen um, in NXT when they did War Games. It was always a vehicle for the Undisputed Era. And now the main roster's most dominant faction, keeping it with the tradition, is the one that's driving the need for a War Games match. So I like that Bloodline is is getting this War Games match. (sighs) Uh, I'm excited about this. I think this is the right way to go. I'm trying to think about whether or not there's another, um, another place to take the Bloodline. Was there another thing sitting there, SGG, that would have made more sense? I mean, maybe a traditional Survivor Series match and then Roman defending. You know, so you have the Usos. Oh, four on the, four. Yeah, the Usos, Solo, and Sammy. No, and I'm Roman good. Defending. Wait, the are, are all war all war games matches are five. Um, no, in NXT, they did like a three on three on three. And I think in WCW, oh, right, they right, did they that did. as well. They did like a, uh, three, the three on three on three was with McAfee, right? No, the three on three on three was, um, the undisputed era when they were three members, AOP and Roderick strong. And mm-hmm. then I forget who the third team was. It might've been sanity, but that was three on three on three. And then WCW, I think they had some triple threat war games. Um, the original, I think was five on five. It was the horseman with J.J. Dillon, I believe. How excited are you generally for the War Games concept to be in the big leagues? Um, very excited because, you know, I was skeptical when they and when they said they were going to make some changes to it in NXT. They took the roof off and and things like that. But just the the level of chaos that we got out of that match with no roof was just as just as chaotic as as the match beyond that WCW used to do and now um, so you know one of the Usos is going to fly off the top of the cage that's going to be insane um who knows what Roman's going to do Roman might spear somebody through the through the cage um Sheamus 
is going to beat the hell out of somebody. And also, it's, it's going to be violent. You also <laughs> you said it earlier, and you're so right. It also should just be a banger. Yeah. Like, the, these guys all can go. Like, yep. and Sheamus has been legit doing the some of the best work of his career. Yeah. Finally getting recognition for it, too, because I don't feel like I don't feel like these matches of his have have hit another gear. I feel like it's just that the appreciation for them is different. And I don't know why that is. Well, what does it say about the the fact that Drew is going to be there? What does it say character wise about the brawling brutes and Drew McIntyre? Well, Are they, they just coming together on this? Or is so, is someone leaning the other direction? Yes. See, I don't know. I feel like because when Drew and Sheamus were feuding, they made mention of that history of them being friends and mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I think that they need to lean on that a little bit more. I think they need to they need to revisit that a little bit and point out that Drew and Sheamus are friends, and this is more than just an an enemy of my enemy kind of deal with the bloodline. Because yes, they both have issues with the bloodline. But Drew and Sheamus are bonded in a different way, let's face it. And they touched on that during the Drew and Sheamus feud. But I think that they need to revisit that to make it make sense as to why Drew is there now. Yeah, but real quick, they didn't give any indication that Drew was in some way changing. No, I didn't think so. And, And have you felt like recently, like over the last few weeks, the Brawling Brutes have gotten further away from being outright heels. Yeah, I think they all have. And I don't, I don't know when exactly that happened. I'm assuming it was during the, the Imperium feud, but it yeah, feels like, I, I think it's cause it was, I think it's cause of Imperium. They ended up sort of just naturally turning yeah. to be the baby faces there. Yeah. And I don't, they didn't do anything. Nothing different. different really. It's just that who, who well, they Butch isn't as crazy, as. right? Butch doesn't seem as psychotic. Oh no, Butch still seems fully psychotic. But, he does but, fully but, psychotic. But, but yeah, oh, one hundred percent. He's unhinged, completely unhinged. Uh-huh. But but who they're directing that anger at? Say that again. I was playing air horn. The person they're directing that anger at at now, it's the heels. It's 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 the bloodline. It's Imperium. It's not, you know, it's not any of the baby faces. So Ricochet is safe for now. Rey Mysterio, those those people are safe for now. It Should- seems. To- for all the things that have been shortened over the years, SGG, and I know Vince isn't there anymore, so it's a different time. But for all the things that have been shortened, shouldn't they just be called the Brutes? I think so. I think so. I do. Do we really need the brawling? I don't think we need the brawling. And I, th- I think it's self-explanatory, right? Isn't everybody brawling? Isn't there going to be a brawl like, from everyone at some point? Or like the brawlers, and then you make the Brooklyn brawler their manager? <laughs> right no like I, I just i don't know if the brutes is great but i know that brawling brutes i th- I feel like their name takes away from how dope they are well, and that's the opposite of what you want with a name this episode is brought to you by ebay motors passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, I realized I got to mention something here because we could have listeners who are here in the tri-state. Oh, that's right. Friday is the Michael K. Show anniversary party at the Palladium, which used to be Best Buy Theater in Times Square, right? It's going to be a great show. <laughs> they change that every two years. Yeah, yeah, like Best Buy, Nokia, Microsoft, Sony, yeah. Sony it's always Whoever's got the. It could be the cheap heat theater at this rate. It could be. Well, no, I doubt at the rate they're charging, it could be the cheap heat theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'd have to sell a lot of shirts, but the show's from three to nine. And if you're in the area, kshow20.com, go get the info, buy tickets. I'm just going to give you guys a little cheat code. I invited Seth Rollins. Uh, and he's going to be there. All right. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, it's not going to be a huge wrestling crowd event. So if you kind of want an opportunity to see Seth up close, probably get a picture, say hello, it's probably a good opportunity to say what's up to Seth. So. I can't guarantee it. I'm not setting up a meet and greet for the man, but he's a pretty chill dude, and it's going to be a pretty low-key situation for him. Like, it's not like people are waiting for him at this event. Hell, he might be there to see some some of his favorite athletes. <laughs> I mean, we listen, we got we got a legend in the Hyde household. Joe Torre will be there. Oh. That's Papa right there. Yeah, That's that the is. <laughs> um, we have... Um, uh, former Jet great Nick Mangold. We have current Jet great Sauce Gardner, okay. who's the man. We have um, Mike Greenberg, a.k.a. Greeny. We have uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Oh, you got them both. Yeah, Gr Russo's going to be there. Uh, we're still waiting on Stephen A. Haven't gotten confirmation on Stephen A. Hopefully Stephen A's in the house. Um, it's going to be a lot of greats and near greats. Okay. And future greats, honestly. <laughs> oh my God. Do you see the harsh language there? I did. From, I did. I from did. Troy. Troy, can you give us the background on why you just said what you just said? You don't know about the beef between Stephen A and I? No. Oh, there's beef. Big beef. I, you know what? I was going to keep this off the air, but I now need to have it on the air. So <laughs> no. What is the beef between Troy Farkas and Stephen A. Smith. He got me suspended at ESPN for a week. What? Oh, yeah. Why? I uh, slept in his office uh, <laughs> when he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't too happy about it. I left my badge there. It wasn't my finest moment, so he discovered it and uh, demanded that I be removed from ESPN, but the nice folks at ESPN Radio were like, you know what? We like you. We think this was just a one-time poor judgment. Let's uh, 
you know, let's just suspend you for a week. So, so hold on. Wow. Yeah. Why? I'm sorry. Why did you sleep in the office of the most important on-air talent at ESPN? Well, I, I, I can jump in if with my no, assumption. No, 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 no lawyer. No, he <laughs> no, doesn't have a lawyer. I'm, just assume- I'm curious to hear your your why you think I would do such a thing. I'm just assuming two things. One, that they were working him to the bone at ESPN, so he was tired already. And two, it was the most plush office in in walking distance. He didn't have time to try and get home, find half a, right. a couch you're somewhere. You're, you're half right. One, Stephen A's office. All right, one, so what happened, really? One, working to the bone. I was working until 3 a.m. and then had to be back at 9 a.m. And it was storming uh, pretty hard. And I was like, I'm so tired. I don't want to drive home in this just to sleep for a couple hours and then come back, let me sleep at the office, get a couple extra Zs as well and not have to deal with all of this. Sure. So that's the first part. A reasonable Second boss part, would call that dedication. Correct, exactly. <laughs> Second part of it, actually, his office, very standard because he was never there. He never actually used it. No, he never. I, I, I know the floor. I know where yeah. those radio offices are. No one used any of them. Yes, and I was given permission by an unnamed ESPN employee. Hey, you need a place to stay. Stephen A's not in town. Try out his office. It'll be great. It'll, no one will disturb you. And then uh, I tried out that office and uh, how, looking no, back on it, I shouldn't have taken that advice. Let's just let everything out right now. <laughs> how many times did you sleep in the office? Once. It was just once. Just once. The other time I slept, well, in his office once. Right. I slept at ESPN one other time just out in a big open forum open space where the cleaning ladies were vacuuming and disturbing me all night so the second time i was sleeping there i was like all right i need a private space you know what i I gotta tell you as funny as this sounded to me at first i really loved it the truth is i now that i know exactly where you're talking about it's almost the reason i understand your beef with Stephen a is that to even call it his office is kind of an exaggeration because he doesn't <laughs> spend time there. Exactly. It's the place labeled for him that if he happens to be there to do radio work, he might put his stuff down there. But it's not like it's not his home. It's not his <laughs> office for real. Right. right. He had no possessions in there. There was if I wanted to take something, there's nothing there for me to take. It's empty. No, there's nothing there. It's exactly. I used to go in Mike and Mike's office. There was nothing there. there was right. N- and the thing is, people used to sleep in people's offices all the time. Greeny and Golick would open up their offices for overworked production assistants to go take a nap there. Why why was I the scapegoat? Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Troy Farkas. Troy Farkas is a disgrace. Okay. That's the problem. People like Troy Farkas want to take a nap. Nah. Not on Stephen A's watch. Or his couch. Or my couch. Thank you, SCG. (laughs) Wow. This episode's had a lot. I didn't Uh, expect that. I did not expect that. No, me Um, So also, SCG on Raw this week, we finalized the women's war game survivor series match and we shouldn't the men's not finalized yet because we don't know the the fifth man we assume will be Sami Zayn. right they didn't even announce that bloodline versus the brawling brutes and drew mcintyre was going to be in bloodline but i mean i feel like it's a safe assumption wait they didn't they didn't announce it officially as a match yet no they didn't but it's i just feel like completely it's a safe set assumption. up 
uh, yeah, it, they set it up completely. We're still wait. We're still waiting on Sami Zayn to fill out the bloodline. So that'll probably be this Friday. Yeah, and whoever's gonna join the Brutes and Drew are gonna fill out the fifth the fifth man on that team, and that's gonna be the men's war games match. And um, yeah, I think regardless of who that fifth man is for Drew and the Brutes, I'm excited because already the nine pieces that they have in that ring, we're getting a banger. We're getting a banger. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then on on the women's side, um, damage control last week was joined by Nikki Cross. This past Monday, they were joined by Rhea Ripley. So they have their five. And then Boom. on the opposite side, you have Bianca Belair, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Mia Yim, mm-hmm. who was initially recruited by Damage Control, but decided I like it better with the EST, so I'm going over there. And you can you blame her? I mean, no. How could how could she not? <laughs> it's the EST right there. <laughs> how could she not? Now here's my question for you. Who do you think will be the fifth member for Bianca Belair and her team? Because there's a lot of names out there, right? The Sasha and Naomi have been rumored to be returning for months. The event is in Boston. Um, Charlotte hasn't been seen for months. She could presumably return at any time and be right back at the top of her game. And like we said, War Games is a Flair vehicle. Like this was mm-hmm. created for by Flair, designed it was created by Dusty, but with Ric Flair in mind, Charlotte definitely needs to see a War Games match before her career is done. So why not the first one on the main roster? Um, can I just say about Rhea, something about Rhea? Yes, please. I mean, is she not like finding her bag more and more every single week? Yeah, I think she's she seems like a nice woman, but a natural heel, if that makes sense. Oh, like, she's she is a darling human being, and <laughs> right. she and you are absolutely right. This is what. This is now I could see a world when she turns one day where you strip down all the makeup and hair and everything because she's a naturally very um just she's a very pretty, really relatable sort of like she looks like a nice person. She's right. a really but that that's why I've now realized that's why the, the makeup was so excessive. And at first I was like, why is good so excessive? But the fact of the matter is you need to make her look more like a heel because she kind of looks like the girl next door without all of it, you know, except for the tattoos everywhere. Besides that, though, like her face naturally looks like the girl next door. So when she does eventually go that way, I think there is a way to totally change her look and it could be a little more acceptable to get her as a, a good guy. Yeah. But the version now just it seems to be clicking way better. Because the, the 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 baby face version of her was sort of just a toned down version of what she's doing now, right? Because like she's the badass, and it's sort of tough to be the baby face badass when you have, you know, her her skill set and her attributes, right? It's like I'm not saying that she can't do it, but for where she is in her career. This seems to be the much more natural fit. And that's why I was almost hesitant to call her a natural heel because, you know, that's, that sounds like I'm calling her an asshole. 
who gets to play an asshole. But no, she's she seems like a nice person who also fits into this role and really understands this role. Um, not better, but the the fun and the creativity that comes with it allows her more freedom, and then that feels better and it comes across in all these other areas. And and while we're talking about, let me just put this all together so Troy can have a nice, easy clip to post. Okay. That's right. I just want to say the judgment day, I do not remember the last time a faction did more for all of its members than the judgment day has. The in judgment, this amount of time. Just in short, the amount of time. Right. Because because if you look over a long period of time, sure, you know. DX did a lot for Triple H in China, right? Like, there's, of course, that exists. It did a lot for Road Dog. It had him talking like he was oh. better than Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. To this day. Um, yeah. See, there was news outside the ring. Congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah, Road Dog said he was a better entertainer than Bret Hart or something like that. Yeah, he was more entertaining than Bret Hart, which, I mean, come on. That's All right, awesome. let, me start, let, me, let me start over again, SUG. You're messing up my video edit. Here oh, we go. I do not remember the last time there was a faction that quickly did more for all of its members than the Judgment Day. In the Judgment Day, Finn Balor is the most meaningful he's ever been, or at least in, sorry, let me not say that, going all the way back to early demon days. Yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley, I mean... Does do I even need to explain how much it's done for Rhea Ripley? They complete. like it's it's absolutely. I've known you guys know right. you guys already know. I practically put her in the Hall of Fame the day she showed up. I, but, I was gonna say I, I, if you listen to this show, you know it completely rehabilitated her image. Um, complete one eighty on how I felt about her presentation from this time last year to today. It literally, it literally allowed people to see exactly that potential that I'd always been talking about. The Judgment Day has brought it out. Like, it's it's boom. Instead of it being like a thing we're talking about years down the line, it's now. Yeah. Um, Damien Priest? I mean, Damien, this, he's found his voice. Yeah, he's so good on the mic now. He is so good on the mic. He's found his voice, his swag, his style. Like, I'm so excited to see where this is going to take him. And then young Dominic, man, that dude is starting to crack me up. This like weaselly kid of a legend who hates his dad. There, there's so much nuance. Yeah. The, the kind of weird relationship between him and Rhea, the whole mommy poppy thing. Like there's just so much going on there that makes all of them better than they were before they came together. Yes. And that's what the whole point of a faction is. Yeah. And they have the crowd. Right here, every Monday, right in the palm of their hands. And it's it's literally each one of them. They get you to react exactly how they want you to react every single time. And with that, SGG, I think we should get into something that we like to call the Black Power Rankings. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. All righty, SGG, what say you? We alluded to this a little bit earlier, um, and we're gonna find we find ourselves back here again. I'm throwing it to Mac Mania, man. All all the guys at Mac Mania, 
that was a, a highly entertaining show. Episodes are still up on the Ring of Wrestling feed if you want to go back and check it out. Um, but yeah, they did their final episode. So I'm going to say salute to Mac Mania as this week's pick for the Black Power Rankings. Yeah, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with you there. There was a lot of great performances this week. Um, the New Day were fantastic. Really enjoyed Bobby Lashley. Lashley. <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed Lashley on on Raw. And I'm not gonna say anything else because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize Lashley. No, you're not. <laughs> I seen the Hurt Lock. No, no, please. And uh, but I also want to show love to the whole uh, crew. Um, Evan, Flobo, Jack. Um, Brian, their producer, the whole squad at Mac Mania. Uh, I want to want to dedicate this to you and show love. Holler anytime. Y'all know how to find us. Um, and with that, SGG, let's get into something we like to call mail. Tyler says, if MJF isn't eating a bagel at the post pay-per-view press conference to poke fun at CM Punk, with a Dipperstein slash cheap heat branded cream cheese prominently displayed and smeared all over that everything bagel, then I don't know what Dip is doing as his majin. <laughs> well, first of all, f- hold on one second. It's Rosenberg branded cream cheese. Don't yeah. try to give Dipperstein my cream Dip, cheese. Dip, okay. <laughs> Dip I know. I know Dipperstein's the crowd favorite. I get it. All right. He's like the um, the Triple H right now, or I, I don't know which version. I don't, I, it's hard to think of actually who the popular faction guy would that would match dipperstein well would be i feel like maybe maybe ambrose <laughs> right you <laughs> picture him shield? walking picture him walking like ambrose yeah like in the shield like you know he came in with the most imagine he he's just like dean ambrose if ambrose constantly complained that his back hurt <laughs> right but like hadn't exercised in years but was right. just like my back he's 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 like the old nebbishy jewish complaining fetching stumbling hunched over late as the day goes on he starts bending over more and more he's that version of amber <laughs> yeah um uh let's go to male david winchell who says hello pete oos gg and hofstra's finest dip um his subject is new day we're robbed the Usos becoming the longest reigning tag champs of all time is an absolute disservice and act of total disrespect to the reign that got the New Day that title. Let me tell you why. The Usos are an all-time top five tag team. Undeniable. The bloodline gearing up to be a top five faction of all time. Jimmy and Jay have over a decade on the main roster as an active tag team and have proven themselves time and time again. But let's be real. The Usos' current reign isn't about them being the best tag team. It's about them having something to carry around so that when Roman's not around, they're not irrelevant. Their record-breaking tag title reign only exists because of their cousin's heavyweight title reign. The New Day did it all on their own. They carried the division on their backs and sold millions of t-shirts. They got cereal, unicorn horns, trombones, and the word all over while putting on classic matches, many against Jimmy and Jay, and earn the honor of being the longest reigning tag champs. There are only a finite number of undisputed records in WWE history. No one's touching Bruno. No one's touching Undertaker's streak. No one's touching uh, Brock breaking Undertaker's streak. These are once-in-a-lifetime accolades, and the New Day deserved one of their own. I love the Usos. They deserve to be called the best tag team of the modern era, but the New Day deserve to maintain the one record that shouldn't 
have been taken from them. Your friend in the 203, that's Connecticut, Dave. SGG, say what you will. That was a well put together argument. There's two flaws with it, though, is when he said that, you know, the New Day elevated the tag team division on their own in many matches against many of the matches were against Jimmy and Jay. So it's like they they were if you're going to acknowledge that Jimmy and Jay were there and and part of the tag team division, then you have to acknowledge that this was something that they were doing together okay. during that long Good reign retort, and during, retort. during other reigns. Because like and this was said on commentary too. these teams, they elevated each other and, and in doing so elevated the tag team division. And then the other thing is. And I said this before, the New Day does have a reign that I don't think will be touched. And I think they can add to that, right? Like, Ric Flair is not among the longest reigning champions in the history of wrestling. And neither is John Cena. But they both have that 16. And they both can sit comfortably knowing that people are going to get close, but no one's going to cross um, cross that 16. And New Day, I believe they're at 11. They're at 10 or 11. A lot, yeah. Together, um, not just as individuals. So that rain is not, that's not going anywhere. That record is not going anywhere. And they still have time to pad it because, like you said, they refuse to break up. And they're a team, just like the Usos, that in case of emergency, break glass, put it on them, make the titles hot. You can do it anytime. So it's only going to go up. I like the argument. I think your retorts were good, but I do tend to uh, agree with some of that argument. Male. Um. All right. <laughs> the food take we need to hear next. What's up, guys? I know that not everyone loves the random food conversations on the show, but I absolutely love them. The recent cool weather got me thinking, and I want to know the group's take on chili. I'm not sure where Rosenberg stands, but I think I can predict SGG and Dip's take. SGG probably likes a kitchen sink style with lots of meat, onions, beans, and a bunch of other stuff. Dip either doesn't like chili or likes some schmageggy white chicken chili gimmick. Being from Cincinnati, (laughs) I'm definitely biased towards Skyline Chili, which can be pretty divisive. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Keep up the great work and don't stop having the ridiculous food talk on the show. Randy from Florida. Well, Randy, listen, we will ask Dip next week. SGG, please remember. It's part of the stats next week. Right. Please remember. We need to ask him his take on chili. But I would like to say, with regard to chili, I am a big fan. Natalie actually makes a delightful chili. With or without beans. I've heard people talk about this no beans in the chili abomination. Um, There there is certain chili I like that doesn't have beans. There's a Texas chili. That's just like straight meat and and sauce and and that's I like that but no this our, Natalie's chili has beans. Here's what I love about chili. If you flavor your chili right, you can have yourself a like if you make it with like the lean turkey meat, mm-hmm. you can have yourself a pretty damn healthy meal that's hearty and tasty, not super fattening, not a ton of calories. Add a little low-fat sour cream, a little bit of guac, sprinkle yep. just a little bit of Some cheese on top. Cheese on top. Ooh. That's it. And it's a great meal, and it's not that bad. Um, and Trader Joe's had these cornbread chips that they were sell- selling a few years ago. Oh I don't boy. know if they're bringing them back for the season. <sighs> but a nice bowl of chili with the cornbread chips. Get out of town. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, listen, there's a place in the D.C. area. Shout out to my D.C. people called Hard Times. But there's a Bethesda location. 
There's a college park location. They have a, a chili there called the Terlingua. Let's see if I can okay. make this up. Give you what, tell you what it actually is. I wonder if it's a real chili beyond. Yeah, it looks like it's a real chili beyond this place. Um, Terlingua recipes. Terlingua. Yeah, I don't know what. All right, here we go. Terlingua red chili spice mix. Oh, they sell it. Uh-oh. Oh, it's lit. Yo, shout, shout out to this. Shout out to this listener in this email. Especially, Yo. this is the perfect email with the, with the cold weather kicking in. Here's what it says. Terlingua, Texas is a ghost town about seven miles. Terlingua, Texas is a ghost town about seven miles from the Mexican border and home of the first chili cook-off half a century ago. This chili mix captures the essence of the Texas Big Bend country with a special blend of spices that give it redder color, richer gravy, and hearty flavor while still delivering the spiciness you expect in a bowl of competition chili. Buy in bulk and save. Cases are <laughs> discounted and contain 24 spice boxes. One box seasons five pounds of meat. I'm going to go ahead and get myself a single box, not a case. <laughs> and I found this but at hardtimeschili.com. Wow. Unreal. Yo, they have all of them, too. They have the Hard Times Texas Chili Spice Mix. And they have the Cincinnati. The Texas. I'm going to get the Texas, too. Damn, I didn't know they let you get these spices to make it home. Is it hard times chili, man? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, this place in D.C., it's a jump off, man. You, I would get the ch the chili sampler sometimes. They give you a little scoop of since a Cincinnati, Terlingua, Texas, and then they're, I think they're a regular one. They give you a little, just a little mix mix of all of them with some chips on the side, some, oh, some sour cream. In business. I'm about to hook this up. Shouts to, shouts to that listener. Yeah, no. Shouts to that listener for real. Shh. I don't even know where to go from here. I, I do want to tell everyone, because uh, we got to get out of here. Um, thank you for all the emails. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. There are tons to get to. And I'll, I'm at least going to read a bunch today and write back to people because I haven't we haven't done a ton recently. Two messages on the way out the door. Uh, number one, the T-shirt info soon come. I'm talking to the company right now. They want to put it up on Black Friday. I'm trying to convince them to do sooner because I'm impatient. Right. And listen, let's be honest. Some of our listeners are going to want going to know that that order is in before Black Friday. Uh, okay. The earliest it looks like she said, I can see if we can set these new items and the sale on Monday, 1121. I think that's the soonest. Um. So. Listen, I think that's good. Yo, they see it right before Raw. They place their order in right before <laughs> So right so basically what you need to do, pay attention to us on Monday. Hopefully it's up. Check the socials. And that way, when we do the show on Tuesday or Wednesday next week, whenever it is, we'll get to tell everyone again. But it's only going to be basically Thanksgiving week. you got to get this shirt, maybe both, up to you. Also, there's a new episode of One Up is Life. If you haven't yet subscribed to my non-wrestling podcast, Saif and I are really hitting our stride there. He's had a lot of amazing stories because he's been on the road with Dave Chappelle again. And obviously with Chappelle being just so active these days, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So go ahead, 
Sign up for One Up is Life wherever you find podcasts. SUG, you got anything? Nah, I got nothing, man. You know my day job is uh, strictly business, so. You can catch SUG at a cheesesteak place in Philly. <laughs> and uh, right. we will be coming to you next week. Dip will be here next week when we will bring you the cheap heat Thanksgiving spectacular. Da, 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 da. We'll see well, you guys. You actually have horns. I don't know why I did that. You say you said horns, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just being. I clear. said horns. Just, you said horns. No, 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 no. <laughs> we both be in trouble if I said that. Stay mage, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.